0: Hello, family. We're Bob and Penny Lord, and we have a story to tell you about a priest, a martyr, and a son of Mary, a man who would have been declared saint even if he had not given his life for another. This man is St. Maximilian Kolbe. I knew right from the beginning he would die a martyr. When St. Maximilian was ten,
1: becoming displeased, his mother scolded, Son, what will become of you? Noticing he began spending more and more time praying in front of a small altar, she questioned him. He shared he had asked the Madonna what was to become of him, and she appeared, holding two crowns in her hands, one that he would remain pure, and the other he
0: would be a martyr. He had chosen both. When he took his final vows, he requested Mary be added to his religious name. He wrote, For the future, I place all my trust in Mother Mary. If God wills it, if I live, I will tell it by word of mouth. And referring to the time, in our days, the worst poison is indifference, which finds victims not only among the people, but even among the religious. He became aware of anti-Catholic propaganda spreading like a plague.
1: He did not ignore these as merely rumblings as a result of political and economic crisis history repeating itself, but sure to pass over. To him, it was clearly a conspiracy against Christ and his church. He would form an army to defend the Immaculata, her son, and his church. The organization of the enemy's army appalled him. He had complained, while we are limiting ourselves to passively praying,
0: the enemy's forces are gaining the upper hand. Mary was calling them to make her name known through communication. And what better media at that time than a magazine, The Knights of the Immaculata? The printed word had spread hate and destruction. They would use it to spread the good news of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary.
1: Tuberculosis knocked Father down in and out of hospitals and sanitariums, but he never stopped working for his lady. Even in the hospital, he would walk through the wards teaching Catholics and non-Catholics alike. Slowly, his words, the seeds he had been
0: persistently planting, would start to bloom, and conversions came about. Upon his release from the sanitarium, Father Maximilian returned to Krakow and the Knights and began working with an urgency as if his life on earth would be short. January 1922, the first publication of the Knights of the Immaculata began bringing Mary's message into the homes, where the enemy had been striking with radio, newspapers, books, magazines, and other means. The little apostolate immediately had
1: money problems, too much to do with too little finances. Just when it looked as if his first publication was to be his last, a priest made a generous donation followed by other priests covering half the cost. Praying in church, he spotted an envelope on the altar with the caption, For you, Immaculate Mother. Out spilled the exact money he needed to cover the outstanding bill. Dropping down on his knees, he burst into tears. His
0: lady had come through. With no training, little money, and less resources, his noble efforts were brutally criticized. Changing printers five times, Father turned to the army. But when he he discovered the immorality their press promoted, Father decided to open a print shop in the friary. No money and now a printing facility? Our 11th hour God responding to his mother and the publication flourished.
1: Circulation of the Night of the Immaculata zoomed to 60,000. Father Maximilian needed new and larger printing facilities. A prince agreed verbally to the militia's use of his land. Father immediately placed a statue of the Immaculata on the land. His superiors approved, with one condition being there was to be no special considerations shown the prince for this property.
0: This didn't seem like a problem, except at the last minute. The prince asked that masses be said for him in exchange for the gift. The superiors refused. The prince demanded father remove the statue of Mother Mary. Father insisted the statue remain as a sign the Madonna had not kept her promise. Suddenly, the prince did not see a priest who had made great strides with his work. He saw a child with faith in his mother, and this mother he loved and trusted had let him down. But father was careful to defend her, emphasizing it was the first time. The love and trust this child knight had for his queen mother So touched the prince, he gave in, and the land was theirs.
1: The new friary opened with 20 friars, two priests, and 18 brothers. Because they were of one mind, one heart, and one vision, the struggling and the suffering only made them stronger and more determined. They sweat together. They cried and laughed together. They were brothers. They became community. Father Maximilian worked beside them until hemorrhaging so badly he was forced to stop. Everything was against them. But believing in that God who can do the impossible, knowing through
0: him it only takes longer, they went on. Building after building was added. The prince gave them more and more land. The friars grew from the original 20 to 800. Niepa Kalamov, or the city of the Immaculata, had the largest religious community in the world. The first five years, they added a college, a novitiate, a friary for professed Franciscans, a hospital with 100 beds, A plant furnishing them with all the electricity and a fire department. Communication on the move, they added a radio station. The work to go worldwide, they built an airport.
1: The circulation of the Knights of the Immaculata swelled to a million copies per issue. It became the life work of good people to find fault for the sake of finding fault. Anything to discredit them. One day, a visiting canon with more than a little sarcasm questioned Father Maximilian. What would St. Francis say if he were still living, seeing these expensive machines? Father Maximilian replied, he would roll up his sleeves and, speeding up the machines as much as possible, he would work like these good brothers to diffuse the glory of God and Immaculata
0: with the most modern means. With her mantle over them and with the loving patience of their founder, the faithful knights not only survived, they won the war— the Knights of the Immaculata must have missions. In spite of all the differences, we must have faith in the Immaculata. For this purpose, she will send us many vocations. These words on his lips and in his heart, in February 1930, Father Maximilian and four friars traveled to France, stopping in Lisieux to pray to the saint of the mission, Saint-Thérèse, and then to Lourdes to ask Mother Mary for her guidance and protection as they set out to bring her and her son to a pagan people. Father looked at each port on the way as a future city of the Immaculata where Jesus and Mary would become known and triumph.
1: A weary threesome arrived in Nagasaki, Japan toward the end of April 1930. Upon approaching the cathedral, they beheld a statue of the Immaculate Mary with hundreds of beautiful exotic flowers surrounding her. Seeing her arms outstretched as if saying, I've been waiting, I thought you'd never get here, Father prophesied, If we have found her, it is a sign that all will go well. The bishop pledged his support with one provision. Father would teach philosophy and theology in the Nagasaki seminary.
0: Father agreed on condition he could publish his magazine in Nagasaki. Father and his two friars began working on their publication within a few days. It was published and distributed in one month. His teaching at the seminary came in handy. He wrote in Latin, and his students translated it into Japanese. One month in Nagasaki, without seeing a finished copy of his first magazine, Father bought his first printing press and 145,000 characters of Japanese type. Father Maximilian was called to Poland to attend a provincial chapter
1: where he received unanimous approval to build the Japanese city of God. Father arrived back in Japan only to find that all he had built had begun to crumble. Judging he had given up on the project, they had withdrawn their support. He reestablished order. New problems surfaced. The Nagasaki printers and typesetters were determined the magazine would fail. The Knights did the typesetting. Although the thousands of characters were confusing, in November, the first
0: publication published by members of the white race was on the streets. Their courage attracted recruits, Christian and non-Christian alike. They called their second city the Garden of Mary Immaculate. And garden it was. It bloomed. It produced rich fruit. Vocations grew. Devotion to Jesus through the Immaculata spread throughout Nagasaki. Father was called back to Europe. Landing in Italy, he pilgrimaged to the Holy House of Nazareth in Loreto. We don't know what Mother Mary told him, but upon arriving in Poland, he consecrated the order to the Immaculata.
1: It was 1936. Most were calling Hitler a maniac who no one would or should take seriously. Mother Mary, had you called your son Maximilian to Italy, to the house where you said yes, to strengthen him and the Franciscans for the horror and Holocaust that was to come? Father was elected guardian of the city of the Immaculata in
0: Poland. Japan's hot, humid climate had caused his tuberculosis to return. Father Maximilian personally directed each of his friars. Love passed from father to his sons. Everywhere he passed, he sowed peace, harmony, reciprocal love, dispelled doubts, and infused courage. They loved calling him father. He loved hearing them call him father, and although he was only 42 years old, he was their father. One night after dinner, he spoke to his friars. My dear sons, if only you knew how happy I am. My heart is overflowing with happiness and peace. My dear sons, love the Immaculata. Love her and she will make you happy. Trust her without limits.
1: He looked at each one of them as if to imprint on them his mind and heart. I have something to tell you. The reason I am very happy and filled with joy is that I have been given an assurance of heaven. His voice shook. I have revealed this secret to you to strengthen your courage and spiritual energies for the difficulties ahead. There will be trials, temptations, and discouragement. The memory of tonight will strengthen you and help you to persevere in your religious life. It will strengthen you for the sacrifice Mary will ask of you. He begged them to tell no one of this until after he died. He said he never would have told them of Mary's promise to him,
0: except the time was growing near when they would all go through a terrible trial. September the 1st, in the year of infamy, 1939, Hitler's ruthless army invaded Poland. The Poles fought bravely, but these Davids could not kill the giant Goliaths that came rumbling through, mowing down everything and everyone who dared to be on the once quiet streets. On September the 5th, Father Maximilian passed on the provincial's order to his knights to evacuate and flee to friaries where they would not be in danger or if it was safer to return to their families. Father embraced the friars leaving. Tearfully, they held on to their dear father, and he, with his father's love, blessed each one of his sons as he said his final farewell to them. Goodbye, my dear sons. I will not survive this war.
1: Most of his sons safely gone father rushed to Warsaw. His provincial ordered him to stay at the city of the Immaculata. It was a death sentence, but he said yes. Fifty brothers and five priests said they would remain with him, no matter the cost. As each hour made its slow journey into night, their commitment became more and more difficult. They spent every day from September the 8th through the 19th terrorized and crippled by fear. All that is but Father Maximilian, who gently reminded them that day could be the last day
0: of their lives, and they were p- to be prepared to die a holy death. Father Maximilian went outside to the city, outside the city, to consult his countrymen. But those returning from the front and those left behind, he took Polish soldiers too exhausted or wounded to go on into the ne- Kalamov. He even gave refuge to Jews who had been against the city of the Immaculata, being in their midst a few months before. Here was truly Christ in their midst with his charity and unconditional love. German soldiers reached the city the middle of September. It was
1: Father Maximilian's turn. They rushed from building to building, destroying everything. Did they remember something from their mother's knee they they needed to forget? Ripping crucifixes off the walls, they stomped on them with their heavy boots as if to crush the Christ on them. They took extra pains smashing statues of the Immaculata into dust, as if she were there, reminding them of the new Calvary they were creating. Father stood helplessly by and saw them mercilessly tear down everything they had built. In a matter of days, they shattered a dream that 12 years of sacrifice had made a reality. He repeated over and over again. The Immaculata has given all. She has taken all away. She knows how things are.
0: A few days before, father had gathered his knights together. He knew what his end would be. He had no illusions of how he would be treated by the Nazis. His press and radio station had condemned both Nazism and communism as he tried to warn the dangerously complacent. These two philosophies were godless and as such represented an evil which would spread in human and diabolical suffering Unlike anything the world had ever known, September the 19th, soldiers came and ordered all religious into the town square and jammed them in with livestock to a concentration camp in Germany. The cold and hunger would have gotten them, but there was Father Max but their Father Maximilian always there to encourage them, living the words he'd said to the friars when they departed from the city. Niepa Kalamov is not only this place. Niepa Kalamov is wherever one of its members dwells. The city of the Immaculata must be in your souls, in your hearts. And so they made a statue of the Immaculata out of clay, and they had their Niepa Kalamov.
1: Father never lost faith that the Immaculata would free them. One of the brothers confessed he would become angry every time Father said, The Immaculata will drive us out of camp. But she did. November, they were transferred to a camp in Poland, thanks to a Catholic officer who'd replaced the one they'd had, and before you knew it, they were back to their city. They repaired the chapel and returned the blessed sacrament to his home. Then they began to rebuild. Their beautiful city had almost been flattened. What the Germans hadn't destroyed, they carried away, and what they couldn't carry,
0: they destroyed. The brothers kept returning until they numbered 300. Those who didn't, couldn't, as there was a price on their heads. Niepa Kalamov was turned into a hospital, father insisting no one be turned away and all be treated equally. Available not only to the wounded, but to those who were considered undesirables. dissidents, people expelled from all parts of Poland, Jews. It was 1940. The number they were caring for grew to as many as 2,000 of the expelled and close to 1,500 Jews. Their charity was universal, even including German soldiers.
1: Life was getting back to before all hell had broken loose. It looked like it was time to resume publishing the Knights of the Immaculata. December the 8th feast of the Immaculate Conception, the Immaculata gave the world, Father Maximilian's last will and testament. Let those who can go to confession. For those to whom this is impossible because circumstances do not permit it, let them wash their souls with perfect contrition, the sorrow of the loving child who thinks not so much of the punishment and the reward
0: as of asking forgiveness of the father and mother whom he has displeased. It was nineteen forty. Father Maximilian had preparing for when he would take his final walk to Calvary. Nine forty five on the morning of february seventeenth, nineteen forty one, two cars entered the Niepa Kalamov and five Gestapo officials got out. A brother phoned Father Maximilian. When he answered the phone, the brother said, his voice trembling with his yes, but only for a moment, regaining his composure, he said, All right, my son. They ended with their greeting, Mary. May 28th,
1: 1941, Father Maximilian was transported along with 200 other prisoners to Auschwitz. Father was given a number and assigned to a block. The guards pushed, kicked, and beat him when he was too ill to walk. He struggled as he tried to haul wheelbarrows full of gravel they needed to build the crematorium walls. But no matter how they brutalized them, they could not force Father into hating them. He had so much love in his eyes, they made him lower his eyes so they wouldn't have to look into them.
0: Auschwitz had the reputation of being the most efficient of all the concentration camps, building up to a record of exterminating 3,500 in 24 hours. They became so good at their job, the sign above the entrance gate read, Work makes one free. A fellow prisoner testified that nothing they did to father could break his spirit. He would lift up the other victims, repeating, no, no, these Nazis will not kill our souls, since we prisoners distinguish ourselves quite definitely from our tormentors. They will not be able to deprive us of the dignity of our Catholic belief. We will not give up. And when we die, then we die pure and peaceful, resigned to God in our hearts.
1: Father infuriated the Nazis as he worked to keep Poles and Jews from turning on each other. To punish him, the gods not only saved the most demeaning work for him, they set their vicious dogs on them. Father was made to carry corpses to the crematorium. A former prisoner testified one time when he was ordered to carry a young man's horribly ravaged body. He was so repulsed by the sight, he did not have the strength or stomach to lift him. Then a gentle voice, hardly above a whisper, said, let us take him. As they carried the young man to the crematorium, he could hear the other prisoner, holy Mary, pray for us. Father was calling to his mother, and as she did with her son Jesus as he carried his cross, her eyes sustained him.
0: One day, Father fell under the weight of the wood he was carrying. Face down in the mud, did he see his Lord when he fell the third time? Was that how he was able to get up? With his last ounce of strength, each day he carried his sufferings, taking on the sins of his jailers upon his wounded body, as Jesus before him, saying over and over again, For Jesus Christ, I am prepared to suffer still more. They beat his weary, broken body, so he landed more dead than alive in a hospital. His tuberculosis so bad, like Jesus before him, he was dying of asphyxiation. But yet a fellow priest testified he was an inspiration, never too weary, too tired, too broken, too sick to hear confessions. The shrill sound of the alarm pierced the still dark night a prisoner escaped. The prisoners
1: lay frozen, praying they would not be chosen to be executed. According to the barbaric law of the camp, when an inmate escaped, ten men from his cell were chosen to starve to death. They rounded up all the prisoners and had them stand at attention for three hours in the prison yard. Then they marched them in to have their meager supper.
0: All that is but the men of Block 14.
1: They were forced to helplessly look by as their rations were dumped into the canal.
0: The next day, Block 14 was lined up in the scorching sun as the rest of the prisoners went off to work. They were given nothing to drink or eat. Many collapsed, and then, when not even the guards' brutal beatings could arouse them, they were dumped one on top of the other in a heap. As night approached, the other prisoners were lined up facing those of Block 14 to witness what happens when someone escapes. They stood there, helpless to ease the fear they saw in their fellow inmates' eyes. Then the dreaded announcement. Since the fugitive has not been found, ten of you are condemned to death. Commander Fritsch took delight as he passed back and forth before the prisoners of Block 14.
1: Goodbye, my friends. We will meet again where there is justice, was joined by another sobbing. Long live Poland! And Sergeant Francis crying out, Goodbye, goodbye, my dear wife. Goodbye, my dear children, already orphans of your father. A prisoner from Block 14 stepped out of the lineup. Father Maximilian had endured all the torture and was still standing. Walking slowly and calmly toward the commandant, he stopped in front of him. There was a hush that went through the men lined up. No one had ever done anything like this before. They tried to take their eyes away, but they couldn't or wouldn't. Suddenly, they were not afraid of this man who reduced men to animals. The man before him, chest caved in, little more than hanging flesh on thin bones, had the upper hand. The commander was stunned. Was he afraid of what or who he saw? Did he remember from a thousand lifetimes ago his mother telling
0: him about the Savior who gave his life for him? He was a man who traded his God in for a lie, and he looked frightened. Facing him was one over whom death had no victory, one who dared to love God with all his heart, mind, and soul, totally abandoning himself to the Lord. Fritz barked, what does this Polish pig want? Father Maximilian, pointing towards the Sergeant Francis, replied, I am a Polish Catholic priest. I am old. I want to take his place because he has a wife and children. Father Maximilian was 47 years old. Underground
1: bunker 13 was a chamber of horror. Upon entering, inmates knew they would only leave as corpses on their way to the crematorium. Because of a few Poles who the Nazis used to carry out bodies from the bunker, we have an idea what went on. The Nazis led Father and nine others to underground Bunker 13, stripped them of their clothing, and left them sneering, we
0: will dry you up like tulips. Instead, a poll later testified... When they went down to the bunkers, it sounded as if angels were accompanying the prisoners singing hymns to Jesus and Mary. Instead of curses, the rosary and litanies of prayers resounded through the dungeons, petitioning God for mercy. The other bunkers joined the little priest in Bunker 13, echoing his love song to Mary and her son Jesus They were so immersed in their praise and worship, they often did not hear the gods until they shouted at them to be quiet. Father Maximilian lived longer than the rest, consoling them and praying with them
1: until they mercifully gave up their last breath. Two weeks passed, prisoners died one after the other. At the end of the third week, there were four left. Father Maximilian was one of them. So needing the bunker for more prisoners, they called in the director of the Hall of the Sick, the infamous and wicked Bach. He lifted the arms of the prisoners left, as they
0: looked up at him helplessly, he
1: injected them with poisonous acid.
0: One of the poles testified he saw Father Maximilian, a prayer on his lips, love and forgiveness in his eyes hold out his left arm to his killers. Not able to stand anymore, he left. When he returned, he found Father Maximilian's body leaning against the wall, his beautiful eyes open and his head bent to the left. He did not look as if he had died a horrible death. He was radiant. He looked serene as if he had fallen asleep or was just dreaming with his eyes open. He was beautiful. When
1: you die, Jesus, you die that all man could live once and for all. Now another son was called to give up his life that a man could live. And that son, your brother, Father Maximilian Mary Colby, said yes. Father Maximilian died on the vigil of the Feast of the Assumption of Our Hour and His Lady into heaven. What the world's eyes saw was an emaciated body, brutally tortured, wasted away, desecrated by forced nakedness, more bones than flesh. But witnesses tens- testified they saw him shrouded in a flood of light, almost transfigured. He looked as if he were in ecstasy. Had Jesus and Mary come to accompany him home?
0: Friday, August the 15th, his body was taken to the ovens. They had been burning for him day and night. A silence screamed through the camp. Love had been there. Compassion had lived in their midst. Hope had battled fear. God was present among the godless. He, through his priest, had entered this holocaust I brought the dead to new life, and it would never be the same. I would like my ashes to be scattered to the four winds, a prayer he had often said was
1: on this day, the day celebrating the feast of our assumption into heaven, answered by the lady he had always loved, his mama, his queen, his Immaculata. But his desire to decrease while Christ increased was not to be granted by his Father in heaven. He would not disappear without a trace. On the Vigil Feast of the Assumption 1941, a man died, a Pole, a Catholic priest, and a son of Mary.
0: His story needs to be told. In this world where man sometimes sinks to a level beneath the animals, he was given domination over. We need a Father Maximilian Mary Colby. We are in the time of Father Maximilian Mary Colby. We are in the time of Mary. We are on the time of new martyrs, a modern-day dry martyr, Pope John Paul II, another Paul, another son of Mary. On October the 10th, 1982, raised the Knight of Mary to sainthood. And in heaven, Mary said, this day, son, you have lived your motto. Toto us, all yours, Mary. We thank you.
1: Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app.